Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking With Friends, a podcast where we sit around a table and uh, drink a bunch of beer and stuff. So, uh, my name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. I'm Obert. And I'm Dan. Woo! Hey. Hey. Very fancy. This is the second edition of Drinking With Friends. Yeah. Or yes. third edition. Third edition? Depends on if you donate, give us money on Patreon or not, I guess. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah Soon. The, the Super Lost episode. The super, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one, that, yeah, that one. Are you sure that this is recording through this mic, just an FYI? Yes, okay. yes. I am positive, because I set it up this time, so I know it's correct. But we're all in town for Tud's wedding, which Woo! is in a couple days, or a couple days ago, depending on... <laughs> 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 Depending on when you're listening to this. Which is next Thursday, so... But, uh, yeah, so we have Dan with us, and... Uh, Hi, everybody. Hey! Uh, so Dan is someone that we have known for about 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have this... We have this... Uh, we have this thing about picking up hobos on the side of the road and right. bringing them to the pod. Uh-huh. Right. Last week it was Jordan, because uh, Obert was missing, but now we found Obert yeah. on the side of the road where we dropped Jordan off. And then going down the road, we found this other guy named Dan. It's a really busy road. A lot, yeah. of, a lot, a lot of, of people on the side. A lot of hobos. A lot of hitchhikers. But no, this is true. Dan, uh, we've known you for what, 20, 30 years? Yeah, going on 27, 26 <laughs> years, something give, like that. Give or take. So, give, um, plus or minus. Yeah, plus, plus or minus 30 years. But yeah, Dan is part of the exclusive, one of the exclusive members of the Rosso Road Club to add to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We, we've all officially all lived on the same road at one point in our lives. For a, a big portion of our lives. For most of our lives. Most actually. of our lives. <laughs> Have you guys talked t- about this on the podcast yet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think the, there's a, an episode or two, especially if you, for our true fans who went back and listened to episode zero. I think right. we've talked about how we all grew up on the same road. But uh, if for our newer listeners, yeah, that's, that's a big part of how we know each other, spending a lot of time on Lisbon Central School Bus 6A. Yep, 6A. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time they tried to put me on bus six, and that was just not, that wasn't happening. I don't know. I don't know why they did that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I attribute a lot of why I'm friends with you guys. Waiting 30 minutes after school for the, for oh. the bus six to drop everybody off, <laughs> and then come and pick us all up. That's, that's your way of saying this is the only reason you're friends with us is because yeah. we're forced into it. Yeah. Come to find out if you're stuck with people for 30 minutes a day for, for five days a week, for. Nine years. <laughs> Plus all the time on the bus. You uh, you become friends. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Talk a couple times. Yeah. yeah, that's how it goes. Oh, man, those bus rides, though, they were fun. I remember when Pokemon was big, I used to battle Nick LeBrec. Shout out to him. I'm assuming he listens. But yeah. <laughs> in Pokemon, until he got dropped off uh, the bus and we never ended up finishing our battles. That was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great story. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Well, yeah, you guys were at the early part of the bus ride. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, First couple stops. Yeah. yeah. We had to, like, go turn around and do all kinds of seven-point turns in the bus before we got dropped <laughs> Depending off. on the year, because some years we went up the other way and we dropped Ben <laughs> off first. That is true. Yeah. true. That is true, yeah. Ben would be that fifth elusive Russell Road person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's that would basically be it. Unless Miss Cothier, shout out to Miss Cothier. She wants to drink beer. Why not? Miss Cothier, right in. Do you wanna do you wanna drink beer with your students from twenty years ago? <laughs> Slash roadmates. <laughs> Is she still alive? <laughs> she wasn't old at all. <laughs> yeah, she's she's still kicking. <laughs> Just barely the ripe age of fifty. <laughs> Listen, 
I remember her being old. Uh, yeah, when you're a kid, all teachers seem old. Right. <laughs> but no, yeah. One thing I want to do, being all in the same room, is 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 clink beers and start start drinking together. How does that yeah. sound? Yeah. Clink beers. Sounds great. Clink beers alone or together with friends. Yeah. Yeah. Audio, Cheers, everybody. Audio gold. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who wants to start us off this week? I don't know. Maybe I'll go. Maybe over. Who's already, <laughs> already cracked his beer? Yeah, I'm bringing. I got a beer to the pod this week that I picked up at uh, Nebco. We've, we've talked about them before. We've talked about Fuzzy Baby Ducks. I've never been there before. What's Nebco stand for? It's Nebco. Great question, Todd. Is New England Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. And um, they used to make a beer called Gandhi Bot. Now it's called G Bot. Mm-hmm. This is a beer called Baby Bot. And it says, this is what you call the unimperialized version of our G-Bot double IPA. It's the same hop blend, just a bit more wee than its big brother. A solid and deliciously hoppy beer that tastes way larger than it is. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, this is just a single IPA version. Fun story about the Gandhi Bot. They got sued by the Indian consulate. And that's why they had to change the name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so now it's just G-Bot. Yep. Right. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so digging into this baby bot. It's um, just what just what I need after a long long day of drinking with friends <laughs> to continue the to continue the drinking train. How, how much ABV is it? Um, this guy weighs in at a solid five point two ABV, fifty five IBUs. Columbus, Simcoe, and Citra hops. It's it's a smooth, good drinker. I could see why. I, I think it's not going to be as popular and ever take off as much as the G-Bot has. I think it's a, it's a better beer with the double IPA version than the single IPA, but I appreciate a toned-down beer every once in a while. Um, I think G-Bot, or Gandhi-Bot at the time, was the first double IPA I ever had. Interesting. So, yeah. It, yeah, it was at uh, Hammond Acid. Brought a, brought a six-pack. It was part of that elusive group of, like, Sip of Sunshine and Hetty Topper and uh, Focal Banger back in the day before, like, there were all these IPAs out there. Sure. But, like, of those, the only one that you could really find around here yeah, was, right, right. was the Gandhi Bot. Yeah, but it was that same Instant. thing where you you could go in and buy, like, a four-pack, and that was it. Or, like, in certain cases, a can. Yeah, yeah. And they're 12-ounce cans, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I remember trying to be like, wow, this is a totally different beer. But um, with with all of my, my thoughts on Baby Bot, I would say... This is a solid three seven five for me. Okay, um, which three seven five puts it solely in the would order again, but wouldn't would. There's probably other stuff on the menu that's more suited to me. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think the Untapped World thinks of this? Oh, that's a great question. Mm. Um, I would. I'd probably say I'm I'm around par, maybe three and six five. Surprisingly, not. So, out of the thirty-three hundred check-ins, the average is a three point nine six. Okay, so it's a popular beer. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that hop hype being Nebco, but for sure, for sure. Have we had a Nebco beer on the podcast before? I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Which oh. is which is kind of crazy because we've talked about it a number of times, but Nebco is like the staple from Connecticut. Like, yeah, it's the OG. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, right. they're they're like we talked about Thomas Hooker. Yep. They were like one of the first local canned, local distributed um, brews in Connecticut. Yeah. For sure. So, so did you say that you went to the brewery? I did. And you know what? It was my first time going there. It's You kind of get off the highway in New Haven. You take a left, right, left. You know, drive all these crazy Connecticut roads, which I'm still readjusting to. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a nice little tasting room. Um, it was hot as heck outside. It's hot as balls because... 
I decided to come to Heatwave when Chris decided to bring all of the all the heat <laughs> up, up from uh, North Carolina with him. That's right. But um, it was a cool, cool little spot. They had triple fuzzy baby ducks, which is a little much for me, nice. but it was good on tap. Nice. Um, yeah, they had some really good stuff. They had a Paloma Sour, which I enjoyed. And, um, you know, it's not somewhere I would say is a must-drink spot. I wouldn't say you have to go and have a bring invite all your friends to go check out the tasting room. But um, I also picked up some Spin Cycle from them, which is their, I think, their single hop series called Spin Cycle because they're always changing what's in it. It's, what what um, number are they up to? 21. Nice. Yeah. And... Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good spot, and and for, I'm glad I finally made the pilgrimage, even after I left left the state. It was tough with so many breweries in Connecticut to just pick a few to go see when I'm here, but um, it was worth it for sure. Yeah, um, I remember when I first went there, they uh, they used to give out free beer. I don't think they give out free beer anymore. But you used to be able to just go there and drink all the beer you wanted oh, that's in the cool. tap room, and that was not too long ago. It was only like three or four years ago. It was before they redesigned their tap room to be yeah. what it is today. Yeah, we've talked on the pod, too, about breweries that do flights and they don't do flights and how Fox Farm, you can do the half fours. Same thing here, where they don't do a flight. You just have to order a half four. But they will pour you samples, so that was good. But enough about Nebco. I know we have four other beers, three other beers to get to today. Yeah, okay, I'll go next. So, I'm drinking something that I was lucky enough to win from a giveaway on Instagram. Ooh. Yes. Our friends at the Beer Travel Guide had a giveaway, and I just happened to enter and win, which was nice. Okay, important question. Yes. Was this on the DAWF Instagram account, or was this on the Cult's uh, Instagram account? So... This is a valid question. (laughs) The Cult's official Instagram. (laughs) What What are you Cult's... Colts 1287. Colts 1287. Yeah. Because you're born December 87. So this was actually one where you have to... (laughs) (laughs) So this is one where you actually had to go onto a website and enter information. Oh. So you had to enter in like your email or Instagram handle or something and your name. So So did did your email win or did dawfpodcast at gmail.com? I only entered once and I don't remember what I put in. I, well, it wasn't email. It was Instagram handle. I think I put okay. the DAWF podcast handle. But it was, oh, it, but it, so this is like a third of my beer and a third of Obert's beer. Let's just say, as when you when you put in as much time and effort into the Instagram as I have, you can start claiming beers. Yeah, I've, so. just, I've said that before. I've said that Chris does, Chris <laughs> does the Instagram work, so I think Chris gets the sweet liquid rewards. And I did bring them to share. So that's hey, yeah. that's I didn't hear that. So that's that's even a perk for me. This is new. New yeah. news to me. No, yeah. no, no. You knew this. But anyways. <laughs> so <laughs> Chris brings the new news. <laughs> Hashtag new news. So this is Pineberry. It's a uh, milkshake style double IPA brewed with pineapple, strawberry, and vanilla. It's from Mumford Brewing, uh, which is out of Los Angeles, California. Uh, the home of LeBron James. Best, best player ever to play for the Lakers. And we're going to go ahead and try it out. Lots on the a lot of uh, fruity goodness on the nose. I'll tell you that much. Nice, yeah, pretty lively can you got here. But uh, what do you think? Really good. Um, I mean, it's very sweet. There's a lot of different flavors happening. I get a lot of strawberry with a little bit of pineapple. Uh, you can definitely tell that the lactose is in there, as well as some of the vanilla, just to mellow out some of the 8.6 percent alcohol. Uh, it's not very bitter. At least to me, it's not. I don't get a ton of bitterness. But other than that, it's a pretty solid beer. 
easy drinker, good for those hot summer days because everybody knows the one thing you want when it's hot outside is a nice big glass of milk. <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah. When when the sun starts beating down and you just you just can't get enough of those milkshakes. <laughs> I'm staring at the can right now and it says brewed with pineapple, strawberry, and vanilla, and it's vegan. It is vegan. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a bonus. Yeah. It is a bonus. Yes, I guess you don't want none of that meat beer. <laughs> uh, I mean, meat beer would probably be pretty. No, it'd probably be gross. What would out. make a normal beer not? I, I don't know. We've talked about this. Before. Cheese. Yeah, I guess. No, no. There's there's an enzyme that is made from animals. I think that yeah. they use it, or there's something they use to filter. We've talked about it on the pod before. The best part about this is that it's, this is a milkshake beer, so therefore you would think it has lactose in it. Does that make that lactose isn't vegan? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you can derive lactose from non-dairy, um, just like in, interesting. Yeah. So, but anyways, it's a solid beer, even though it's vegan. I'll probably give this a. I'll probably stick with the three seven five on it. Uh, it's it's a lot happening all at once. Uh, it's very fruity, very sweet. Uh, I like mine a little bit more bittery, more bitter uh, than than this, but solid beer. So, what what do you think the untapped rating is for this beer? Three point eight seven. Um, out of three hundred and forty eight check ins, it is actually rated at four point oh. Okay, all right. Nice. I'm, I'm a little very I'm close. A little low, but uh, yeah, it's a good beer. I'd, I'd drink it again, but that's it. Thank you to the Beer Travel Guide for hooking me up. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, let's have uh, our guest, Dan, jump in here. Yeah, thanks, Obert. Um, I'll give a shout-out to Chris here. Thank you for providing me with this uh, beer for today. Today, I'm drinking the Lemon Haze Pale Ale from Primal Brewery in Huntersville, North Carolina, which I believe is right near where you live now, Chris. Yeah, it's about... 30 minutes from my house. And I, as as Chris would tell us, it's not Huntersville. It's Huntersville. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You Huntersville. can't pronounce the I. <laughs> well, you do. Us New Englanders talk weird. Cool. So so this is a Lemon Haze Pale Ale. It's a combination of a pale ale and wheat beer, uh, both of which I, I very much enjoy, with lemon drop hops, um, perhaps a new hoppy hour segment. Uh, this beer has a bright lemon flavor and ample hop bitterness. Uh, coming in at 6.1%, so pretty stout on the ABV, and uh, 40 IBUs. So let's give this guy a shot. I like the can art. I was just going to say that. Yeah, it's like a psychedelic hippie with bright yellow glasses. Mm. So yeah, I would say the description on the can here is actually quite accurate. Definitely get the ample hop bitterness uh, all the way through with like that bright lemon kind of right in the beginning. So kind of like it hits you with almost like, oh, this is kind of going to kind of going to be a shandy type beer but then the hops like kick in right away and you're like nope this is more pale ale-ish type of beer oh, interesting yeah so this is actually pretty good I, I like it i like the crispness of that lemon and um i think like really cold like a four pack of this would go great at the beach that's what i was thinking yeah. was like is this a summer crush yeah yeah for sure um i think it would get dangerous being 6.1 percent um because yeah i can definitely see myself drinking a few of these also being a 16 ounce beer, um, yeah, uh, this is pretty good. I, I would um, I would go 375 on this one. Um, for sure would buy this. Uh, I've never, obviously never seen this before, not being from North Carolina, but um, for sure. I'll say Chris, gotta send some of these up my way. Yeah, definitely will. Yeah, Primal is a pretty good spot. We went there a couple weekends ago, and they are a really nice brewery, um, and they have a nice, nice space, a lot of outdoor space. Which, you know, 
it, it's 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 hot here, but it's always hot in North. Have Carolina. we talked about them on the pod? I think we did maybe a little bit ago. I touched yeah. on them. That, yeah. Now that you talk about that outdoor space, I remember that was being a highlight of your review last time. Yeah, but they're relatively new. Uh, they're oh, I lied. well, the can says since 2013, right? Well, I mean, yeah. relatively new. If you think of space, like the space time continuum, is right. one long strand since right? the beginning yeah. of time till now. <laughs> yeah. They're relatively new, right? <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of a zero to thirteen point seven billion, <laughs> they're like a thirteen point six nine 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 nine. Okay, <laughs> but uh, but they're 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 a nice spot. Definitely worth definitely worth checking out. And I do enjoy that beer quite a bit. So nice. Dan, what do you think the untapped rating would be of this? Um, you know, I would, I would probably say maybe a little bit higher than what I rated it. Maybe like a three point nine. Chris, as somebody as the only other person on the pod who's had this beer, what do you think it's rated? Uh, I mean, I just looked, so I cheated. Oh, well, then you're, you're disqualified. Well, I, I want you have to I was, leave the room now. I was actually curious what I rated it, which I rated it the same as Dan. So yes, but you have to leave the room now. You've been disqualified. You've been voted off the island. Get out. Take my my microphone with me. It's okay. We have other mics. So no. So the untapped rating is uh three point four one. Oh wow, that's pretty low. Yeah, so I'm people, surprised. So people were not a fan of this beer. Well, I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, they are. Just not as big of a fan as other beers. That's like one of the lowest averages we've had, I think. Yeah, this I think this might clock in as close to, if not the lowest average, yes. since we started doing this. Yeah, three weeks ago. <laughs> now, does Untapped as an app give any guidance as to what a one, two, three, four, five is? No, no. It's up to totally up to purely user. user's yeah. choice. For, yep. all, for all we know, we've been rating them wrong, and Untapped really wanted you know. Point two five to be the highest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, Oops, oopsies. <laughs> ever since, ever since Roger Ebert gave gave stuff gave his favorite movie zero stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that it, that is funny. Uh, I don't I I don't know why it's a three point four one. Honestly, I mean, I could see maybe it going to a three and a half, but it's a solid beer. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Ted. You can't deprive us any longer. Please, please get a, give us your rating here. What, what are you drinking? The, my rating. I haven't even haven't even drank the beer yet. To tell you, Ted, tell you what's your rating? So <laughs> this week I am drinking a. I don't know if it's pronounced Melcher or Melker Street India Pale Ale by Trillium. It's one of their Street Series IPAs. Um, seven point two percent ABV. Nice. I've had this one actually. I remember it being really good. Yeah, me too. I mean, it is it is Trillium, so it's probably pretty good. I, I know that it's made with uh, with Mosaic and Columbus hops, so it's uh, it's their it's their Mosaic beer of the street series. I'll put it this way: you talked about it last week about how they have a bunch of different beers at the brewery, and as soon as you said uh, Melcher Street, I remember that beer. So it left a very distinct impression on me, even for a trillion beer it left a distinct impression that's a really good beer um a lot of melon a little bit of pine would you say cantaloupe water honey probably more, probably more probably like a cross between a honeydew and a cantaloupe that's why i said melon and not like a particular melon You're, it's it's knee deep in fruit salad fruit salad over here yeah yeah i'm working on this i mean there's a little bit of grapefruit on the back end mm. That's probably the most prominent citrusy note. Yeah, I mean, there's even a little bit of peach in there, I and mean, you know, then there's definitely some uh, some tangerine on the nose. I like it overall. I mean, it's a solid. This is, I think, this is the first time I've had the milk the Melker Street. Yeah, we, we got to figure out how to pronounce this road. Eh, you know what? They milk, get it. Yeah, they get it. 
You want? Why don't you pronounce, Why don't you spell it for the for the listeners so they can Google it? Nah. <laughs> M-E-L-C-H-E-R. <laughs> um. Overall, no. It's it's pretty good. I like this beer a lot. You know, Columbus is not my favorite hops to go with, but this one comes across pretty good. I'd give this probably a solid four. Nice. Okay. You know what? So so. People have given you a hard time in the mailbag and on the podcast about about your, your your fruit descriptions, and you you gave us like a solid six fruits in here. Yeah, there's, think, there's a I solid think, fruit salad going on in here. I think being drinking with friends, I think we have a, a rare opportunity for for the co-hosts to confirm see if see how your fruit descriptions line up. Okay, here you All go. Right? I, okay, okay. I'm gonna let's see. This is you know I, don't know this is, I don't know if this is a pod first. But but you said a lot of fruit, so I'm gonna just just try and think of the fruit flavors I get out of this as I as I as I smell it and as I as I drink it. And you will notice that there was no star fruit in this description no. because I did not <laughs> taste star fruit. I tasted fun, melon. Fun fact, though, when I got here, the first thing that that uh, Tud's when you're hearing this wife uh, Caitlin hands me is a star fruit polar seltzer, which, <laughs> which I really appreciate. Now you know what star fruit tastes like. Yeah. So uh, aroma wise, I definitely. I get strawberry, and as you, yeah, I definitely see first right as it hits the front of your tongue. I definitely get a lot of those, almost like a yeah, like a lighter berry flavors. Um, I think like strawberries and cream almost, and yeah, I see what you're talking about with the melon. Now that I which which melon is it, Obert? The green one, honeydew. I think I get a, a light honeydew, and actually, um, quick quick tangent in the middle of the episode here. There's a at the farmer's market near me. There's people who sell melons that I've never seen anywhere else before. I forget what they're called now. I'll let Careful. you know. No, it's, yeah, it's this, like, white scaly one. No. <laughs> um, I think it's called, like, it's something, like, angelic or heavenly or something like that. Jackalope. Um, a jackalope melon? <laughs> no. But I'll, I'll report back in future episodes. But, uh, yeah, I definitely get that, that very almost cloyingly sweet fruit on the front end. Yeah, it's good. Um... <laughs> You're not gonna try to guess the fruit. Yeah, I don't get as much. Uh, I don't get as much strawberry as Obert was saying, but I don't know. Maybe it's because I was just drinking the strawberry. <laughs> That's true. Beer. Yeah, everybody's coming from a different palate spot, right? I get a little bit of, oddly enough, a little bit of like pine almost. That's what you mm. Todd said. Okay. Pine. All right. And uh, but and I, I was just looking for fruits here. Yeah. Oh, true. 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 Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fair. I get fair. a lot of melon and pine and a little bit of like yeah. peachiness. Pine fruit. Um, uh yeah i can i can see the melon and like like you were saying the sweetness um and i don't i can't really just i can't really grab the peach myself but that doesn't mean anything because apparently my palate's a little dumb so uh but no i mean i I like this beer i had it a while ago but very good beer but but i will say you know for our listeners who've who've said hey ted you've said a lot of fruits i'm gonna back them up on this one i i got i got those fruits i thought that was a really pretty apt description see the the listeners need to trust me when i when I start to go on my my fruit salad spin, <laughs> I, I have to say, in the past, I've been one of those listeners. And, of course, of course and, you have. And tasting that beer just now, we got an in person mailbag <laughs> yeah. right here. Tasting that beer makes me realize that my beer palate is underdeveloped. But just looking up the description of this beer on Beer Advocate, it mentions mango, earthy Ooh. pine. Mm. It mentions grapefruit. It mentions. Uh, tropical fruit slash melon and peach. 
So literally, I think everything uh, just everything said. just said <laughs> is in the beer advocate description. Todd Cleo does not lie. <laughs> so well done, Todd. Yeah, that was got a hand that one to you. That was good. And you said it was a four on your scale, right? I gave it a four. Okay, so uh, I'm going to guess Untapped is higher than me. Untapped is higher than you. Yes, probably a four point one eight. Four point two nine. Ooh. So that's the highest I think overall rating We've had on here, and I think you know. We'll have to check check the record books, but based on how I said I remember this beer, I wouldn't be surprised if I gave it a four and a half back in the day. I gave it a four two five. I can tell you that. So yeah, this was my first time having this beer. I had never never had it before, so I thought I would obviously pick it up and try it. I'm actually pretty happy that I, that I did. This is delicious. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So are you almost out of Trillium beers? Everybody's dying to know. I don't know. Are we getting a lot of complaints about drinking too much Trillium? No, no, no one's complained. Just know this is your third one in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I go in the fridge and I look at the the beers in there, and I'm like, well, I've drank a lot of Fox Farm, I've drank a lot of Treehouse, fair. And Trillium is like my newer, my newest beers, so I just bring those on. Yeah, I think I think Chris I think, has been the most diehard in terms of self enforcing the one beer per brewery rule. Yep. Uh, I don't know, but even I haven't done. Back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think over the next few weeks, you will notice that I, I probably will not drink a Trillium or a Treehouse or a Fox Farm beer. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm I'm throwing down the gauntlet at my own feet, and I'm saying, next next podcast I'm in Montana for, I'm doing a cocktail, because I've been on the beer stretch for too long. Mm. Gotta, I got I to gotta bring something other than beer back to the, to the show. Yeah, I think, sure. I think we all we all could use that. So a, a, just a small break from beer. Yeah, I don't do overly well with hard alcohol. But <laughs> <laughs> so so all right. After we have all praised, it's, and actually, hang, it will hang, hang on one more second in my defense. Had I have had my North Carolina beers before this week, I would have drank those beers on this pod. That, but that is true. I had not received them until somebody arrived at my house. Right. So you have them, and so I need to make room in my fridge to put them in there. Right. Hence, I'm drinking the drugs. So, I arrived a million days ago, and we've recorded two podcasts since then. You could have literally had them, both of the episodes. <laughs> and I, not to come too much to Chris's defense, because I have also been craving these North Carolina beers. But, at the very least, at least he hasn't been flaunting the the, bury, the burials and the fungatoriums by reviewing them without either of us. That is true. He has not done he's, that. He's refrained. Which, I just I just wanted to point out that if you want if you want to start calling me out for trillion beers, I'm going to call you out for not bringing you know the non trillion beers I could have been drinking on the podcast. You have all you have is trillium in your house. In treehouse <laughs> and fox farm. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm segueing here. <laughs> Segue. Okay, you guys. I noticed. I noticed you guys missed me on the last episode because. Cause I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keeping us keeping this this train moving. Nope, here. nope. We're, so we're turning the Joe Rogan week, up in this bitch. This week I, you know, after praising Tud's toucan Sam knows here of being able to pick out all those fruits, <laughs> um, I have a, I have a bit of a challenge for you this week, Tud. You know, being that that you're getting married, and this is something that that all four of us can can join in here. Okay, but um, I really want to test your knowledge here. Over, you were telling us about a challenge. Yeah, so this actually this is Dan inspired. I gotta give I gotta give Dan credit for Bob. We always talk. Todd, what's your favorite beer? Uh, I don't know. What's my highest rated beer on tap? Oh, I, I know what your highest rated beer on tap is. Is there gonna be a Belaya Kamez? Todd, we got a bit of a challenge for you today. Okay, oh, I just I just revealed a, a, a Bud Light. All right, just and, for the listeners, because I know this is an audio medium and not a visual medium. 
It's a giant Bud Light. Don't worry about the size. It's Don't a 40 ounce. Size. It's 40 ounce Bud Light. It's a 25 ounce Bud Light. Oh, okay. Todd's, Todd's real good. Hopefully, Todd's better at flavor identification than volumes because we're going to do something <laughs> a little special today. We're going to see if Todd can tell the difference. Oh, Jesus. We got a Coors Light. We got a Miller Light. Oh. We got a Bush Light. <laughs> and we got a Paps Blue Ribbon. Ooh. Nice. So what what's the shit? That's that's our the best favorite one. Favorite award so, so what we're gonna do? <laughs> yeah, favorite, our favorite blue blue bourbon award. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna pour these in the glasses and we're gonna see how you stack up, Todd. If you really are good at identifying your your beloved Bud Light. He okay. is he's he's so nervous right now. <laughs> you see his face. I am completely <laughs> unsure of my ability to do this. Uh oh. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna take a break. We'll be back with uh, live. All right, so we're back. We have we have poured our various beers again for our listeners. It's PBR, Bush, Coors Light, Bud Light, and Miller Light. I just love the fact that at the table, right next to my line of beers, is sitting my can of milk, milk Street, and my glass that still has beer. Tell you what, we'll throw that one in there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if you're going to tell which one that one is. <laughs> oh, at least we'll get one right. <laughs> okay, but yeah, I think um, we've got to start with Todd, and then uh, we got to. I think we should we should all see if we know. Okay. If we can figure them all out. All right. Smells like lager. <laughs> Smells like lager. You don't that one, that one has less smell. That's an interesting. Less one. smelly. Number two is less smelly, folks. Smells the same. <laughs> Smells the same. We're all those fruits now, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that one smells skunky. Okay, okay, so which one do you think that one is? I don't know. I would taste it. Five is skunk. All right, number one. All right, so number one. Let's let's start with this. Hang on, hang on. Before before you start, Todd, can I ask you a question? Of course. You love you love Bud Light. I do. How how confident are you that you're going to be able to? Who loves Bud Light? <laughs> is it true? Todd loves Bud Light. <laughs> Uh, how confident are you in your ability to to pick Bud Light out of this this crowd? I thought I was going to be really confident in it based on like look and smell. After looking and smelling, I have to say I'm not as confident as it once was. Yeah. But by taste, I should be able to taste it. I mean, or else my entire life is a lie. <laughs> not to question the foundation of your entire beer knowledge. Correct. But we're going to do. And that we just right heard now. on this pod. How good I was at labeling fruit coming out of this beer. I, that was exactly how I led into the segment. So just to be clear here, we have five beers, we have five glasses, so we can see them, and we have five solo cups, different orders. So this is a real tra- test, is one, can Todd identify the Bud Light, and two, can he do it twice? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Meaning, you, gotta, you, you could get lucky here. We're going to say, can you get lucky twice? Oh, okay. All right, so I got to do. I got to. Okay. Wait. So one through five is not the same one through no, five. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what Dan labeled his one through five, and Dan doesn't know what I labeled my one through five. Correct. Oh. So that's how we're able to. Both so we play. can still somewhat participate. Yeah. All right. Well, I will tell you instantly off the back that one is the most bubbly out of them all. It's still bubbling. So the rest of them are kind of still. This one not so much. I see a lot of bubbles. That could also be the glass. <laughs> that is right. True. All right, going for the first sip here. This is audio gold. A scale of one to five, where five is definitely a Bud Light, and one is absolutely not a Bud Light. Where do you, where do you think for these so far? I think they taste a lot of a lot of the same. So both are four and a half. So okay, <laughs> both are Bud Light so far. So one and two yeah. are the same thing. Well, the listeners in here secretly Dan poured all Bud Light. <laughs> I can really tell. 
<laughs> Isn't the trick that they would all not be Bud Light? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like I feel like Coors Light's very distinctive. All right, but apparently not. got the first five sips in. What are, are they? What are we thinking? Oh no! Oh no! Okay, well, you know what? I'll help you out here. I gotta, you know, we gotta jump in here. Oh, you don't, so you don't know this game? I I only know the solos. I don't know the glasses. Okay, yeah. I'll play the solos then. Yeah, everybody but me. Okay, and I guess Touch be drinking the solos because that's why I feel. All right, so I got four. Oh, number one, definitely Bud Light. Okay. <laughs> number two, less Bud Light than one, but still kind of Bud Light. <laughs> but I'm still not not outranking. But like, I'm gonna say number two is Coors. Is my my thought here? This is this is Bush. Number five is Bush. I think that's 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 my first guess. That's my guess as of this second. Three Wait, might be right. Coors. I got my Coors late. Don't, don't don't draw your don't don't add your opinion to my opinion. Oh, you weren't talking, so that's why we're jumping in here. <laughs> we gotta get some 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 theories here. Yeah, I think five. I mean, taste five. Okay, all right. You think five is Bush? Yeah. I think I so the theory on that is it's the only non-light beer. Yeah, I think it's the PBR. I think five is the PBR. Number two it smells solo. skunky. Mm. It tastes skunky. Of when you say that, the most one I'm most confident on is number five is PBR for me. That's, okay, that's what I'm I'm putting my that's Coors Light solo two. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh, this wait. is Miller or Miller Light. Okay, Maybe that's I got two Light. guesses down for Ted here. It's going backwards. Three Coors Light. Three is Coors Light. Let me see it. Okay. I, I poured know. I poured a bunch in these glasses. <laughs> now they all taste like Coors Light. <laughs> I could I could see it. So to me, warm Coors Light always has had a little bit of a bad apple, like a mealy apple. And I get that a little bit with three. These two are difficult. Where's the, where's the I've got five Paps solar? and Bud Light left. Okay. Paps is one, Bud Light's two. I I think I started off saying that. I have zero confidence in any of my answers, but I'm. That's what I'm going with. All right, so Ted, you got number one at PBR, number two at Bud Light, number three at Coors, number four Miller Light, number five Bush. Correct. So Ted and Brendan have both put in their guesses for our glasses, or mm-hmm. we can see them. All right, so number one, Ted thought was PBR, and I thought was Bud Light, and the true beer was Coors Light. Oh, oh wow. wow! Okay. Wow. Okay. So number two, Ted thought what we Ted thought was Bud Light. I thought was Miller Light. The real beer is Bud Light. <laughs> he knows his Bud yeah, Light. Yeah, he knows his Bud Light. Twenty okay. percent chance <laughs> yeah. he gets it. That bastard. <laughs> uh, number three, you both, both thought Coors. Coors. That was well, we the, that was the Miller Light. Okay. okay, so they are made by the same company. Let's just put that out there. Yeah, this is true. True. I think um, they're all made by the same company, except for these two. Same company. So Miller Light, Coors Light, same company. Bud Light, Bush Light, same company. Or Bud Light and Bush, same company. Separate. Right. They are separate. Okay. Right. I thought InBev owned all of Anheuser Busch and Coors Miller. No. Okay. Uh, number four. Todd guessed Miller. Brandon guessed Bush. That was the PBR. Oh, Oof. I was so sure on PBR for uh, five. Todd guessed number five was Bush. That was his first guess. He was pretty certain of that. And uh, Brandon gets PBR, and it was, in fact, the book. So I went over five. Ted went two for five. Ted went two for five. He got pretty much the most beer beer in the bush, and he got his beloved book. <laughs> All right. Damn him. <laughs> let's, let's see how Chris does. Do we want to go straight for the Bud Light reveal, or do we want to build up to it? Well, let's just go, let's just go one through five. One through five. Okay. Kay. All right. Number I, one. 
I said was Bush, Todd said was PBR, Chris said Miller Lite. It's coarse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, both okay. wrong. All, all, all of us wrong. wrong. So that's five wrong cores identifications out of four people. No one could get cores. Yeah. Um, so remember, this, hang on, hang on. I think one's over this. Cores? So that's a sweet one. Okay. okay. So cores uh, is sweet. Number two, Chris and I both said cores, so we know that's wrong. Tud said number two was Miller Lite. PBR. PBR. Hmm. All right. Number three. Oh, that's really sweet. The PBR. Interesting. Number three, I guess Bud Light. Uh, Todd guessed cores, which we know is wrong now, and Chris said PBR, which we know is wrong. <laughs> so number three. Number three is Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Wow. All right, with two left on the table, Todd's Bud Light guess is still alive. It's still a possibility. It's still alive right so now that he goes two for two with his Bud Light. Three was Miller Lite. And, the first one was and four and five were both guesses. So I, I'm over five already based on the results. Todd and Chris both guessed number four was Bush. And both guessed number five. And both guessed number five was Bud Light. Well, I have to tell you, you're both correct. Whoa! Todd went two for two. Two, two for champion. two. If anybody ever doubted Todd's ability to drink Bud Light. I was nervous. I was nervous. Oh my god. Yeah. But uh, yeah. There is a distinct difference. I mean, it just tastes okay. different, and, and it's 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 probably because I've drank gallons of it, so I like I can right. I can sure. pick it up out of like all the like the the ones made by Miller Coors are really really sweet. Yeah. Okay. And the ones the PBR is kind of sweet, and the Bushlight is kind of skunky. So there's just a little bit of a different taste. But these two, I mean, try them. I mean, they're so when you say these two, you mean the Coors? The Coors, uh, the Coors Miller Light are just a little too sweet. Here, taste that. Number three. So this is what I wanted to ask, and obviously you're going to stick with your with your, your guns here, but would you say of these five, the Bud Light was your favorite? Of course. Yeah. Well, aside from the Bush, he was accurate with the Bud Light both. He was accurate with the Bush both times, accurate with the Bud Light both times, not with the other ones. Right. Right. So he obviously has that palette for Bud Light uh, and was able to pick up what, the, the... How about you guys? What was your favorite? What was your favorite of the five? I honestly, like, I had such a hard time. I was flat out guessing for the most part. <laughs> yeah, but which was your yeah. favorite? Yeah, yeah, out of because there are differences. We have five cups. Everybody has to drink one, and and we have a fifth one that we should probably just pour into the others because we can't tell the difference. But uh, <laughs> if you had to pick one, you're gonna have to finish. Yeah. So actually, both times I guessed Bud Light, but was actually the Miller Light. So I would, mm. from that perspective, because I normally would buy and drink Bud Light if I you're you're a Bud Light guy, buying a Bud Light or buying a light beer, I would buy a Bud. So I guess maybe I actually like Miller Light better. Yeah, who knows? So yeah, give me the and Miller Light. Chris, your favorite was? Um, I really didn't have one. Um, <laughs> they were they were all so close. Um, so you taste. So I definitely enjoyed the Anheuser Busch set better than the rest of them. That includes uh, the Bush Light too. Or? Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed both of them more so than the other, which one the other three. So yeah, I'm I'm not gonna lie. When I thought of this idea, it was almost specifically to make Todd wrong about <laughs> how much he likes Bud Light. But I'm impressed right now. <laughs> with him and his damn fruit, and then with his Bud Light, he knocked it out of the park today. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. feel like I should take the Cicerone, guys. <laughs> hey, maybe. Just, you just blind. Just go. That's, maybe, that's, that, maybe that's the first question they ask you. <laughs> can, can you do this? 
Yes, I can. Yeah. yeah. Can, no. you, can you drink five beers, get most of them wrong, but still pick out the Bud Light? <laughs> yup. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Count me in. Hey, you know but, what? I think I got the highest percentage right out of all out of the four of us, too. You did. And actually, I'm glad you asked because, yeah, my favorite was number five, which was, I, I oh, identified it as, I identified it as PBR, but it was actually, what was it, Dan? Five was the Bud Light. Oh, of the, of the original. Oh, the original? Uh, five was the Bush. Yeah, I like the Bush the best, surprisingly yeah. enough. Yeah. Anheuser-Busch product. I mean, I used to drink Bush Light. You know what? Back I, before I got a little bit of cash and I said, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll just upgrade to Bud Light. I was a, I was a, a Keystone boy before I graduated to a craft beer man. And uh, I never really experienced the, the Bush line of products. And uh, maybe it's just because this isn't a light beer. It's just a full-bodied beer. I've, I've been a PBR so, fan. So do me a favor. Okay. Drink, take a sip of that. Okay. Take a sip of that. For those of you who can't see what that's <laughs> yeah, visual about. medium here. Uh, no, take take a sip of the of the bush light that you like. Okay, and then take a sip of the bud light. They are similar. I think the bush light's slightly skunkier. It is skunkier, but I kind of like it, which is weird. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just want to have a pet skunk in your house, it's, it's cool with me. Yeah, I'm I mean, never I'm, drinking, I'm drinking um, light domestic adjunct beers. I expect some skunkiness. Yeah. So I'm going to take the rest of this 24 ounce bud light. Yeah, so as a, as a prize, Todd gets to finish the Bud Light. Well done, Todd. Yeah, I actually, I actually was really nervous about the fact that like I was gonna be like, oh, I really like like Coors Light, like, and then I'd be like, oh shit, I gotta buy Coors Light from now on. But I'm I'm actually pretty actually pretty excited that this came through. Yeah, because like I like I'm cool with PBR. The the thing is is, and I don't know if you guys got this or not, and, and nobody nobody seems to have agreed with me or not. I found a lot of the other beers, maybe besides the Bush Light, because there was a little bit of skunkiness to it, sweeter. And they, they like, by like a, like, by like a lot, too. Like, I got a, no, I'm gonna go down a path here. I got a lot of flavor of sweetness, and I just, and I just wonder, and we can go to the, to the advertising campaign, if that's because no, there's no cords no no no, 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 no. This is bullshit. <laughs> Taste I have your shipment of high fructose corn syrup. Taste that and taste that and tell me they're not. Tell me there's not a sweetness. You know what? I didn't say anything on your first one because it's like, you know, everybody's palate is different. But I didn't get that. I don't know. What did you guys think? I got like a lot of sweetness. Yeah. And keep my like, like. I know outside, what you got. No, but what I was did like, you guys? Outside of the beer, like I don't drink sodas. I don't drink things with high fructose corn syrup. So. Okay. At all, including his beer. Including my beer. <laughs> okay, but Todd, other than you, what did, did you guys think? Get the whole sweetness thing? Uh, I didn't. No, um, I find I find that the the Miller Light and the Coors Light had a, had have less flavor. Um, the Bud Light, the PBR, and the Bush had more flavor, but I was not able to distinguish between those. Well, the PBR and the Bush were the only two non-light beers, for sure. Um, There's no PBR, yeah. Cars I'm aware. Yeah, but no, yeah, I. I didn't get. I did not get the whole sweet versus non-sweet. I, that was the one thing. And and honestly, like you know, Chris was drinking a milkshake IPA. That's a sweet beer. I wouldn't say any adjunct beer tastes sweet. No high to no no high fructose corn syrup. I hate to be the guy that agrees with Tud, but I actually can taste the difference. I think they are a little sweeter than the Bud Light. Yeah, personally, but like Obert was just alluding to, I just finished a milkshake IPA, so I did take quite a few swigs, but. I don't know. I generally I've been a Bud Light guy more so than a Coors Light guy, but even then, uh, come ride this train, chugga chugga whoop whoop. <laughs> well, that's all you're gonna do for chuggas. That's, that's all I'm doing. Theme. That's all this chuggas. That's a fast moving train. <laughs> Get out of the way. I'm yeah. coming. We can't. We can't wait any longer to blow that whistle, baby. 
know? Well, that's, I mean, in the song, isn't it chugga chugga woo? Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what they do in like, in, in, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the train. Or the name of the song. Thomas the Tank Engine? No. It's like, train Thomas and Friends. No, it's oh, like the rap wrong. song. Talking yeah. to the wrong people. <laughs> okay, so with yeah, the, they with, rap about Thomas and Percy and all that. Yeah, right. I know that song. With with one last taste of the Coors Light and the Bud Light back to back, I feel like the Coors Light leaves some slightly uh, off putting aftertaste. I can't really explain it, but there's something that lingers. Where the Bud Light, once it goes down, it kind of just all goes away. Yeah. You know what my biggest takeaway from this is. I can't tell the difference. They're all the same, and I'll just buy whatever one. And I'm not, I have zero loyalties to any adjunct beer at this point right. because they are whatever. Gallon of gas going for the cheapest one? Exactly. It's a, it's <laughs> a, it's a shell mobile debate. It's like, <laughs> I go, go to whatever gas station. I got no loyalties there. No that's, that's how I feel about, about Coors and, and Bud after this, this whole case trial. Oh, I don't feel the same way. So I'm just going to drink this Bud Light. Okay. I think Doug, Tud takes home the championship belt. He does. The Bud Light championship belt? For sure. Should I get up and do the Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So for those of you who are at home, Tud stood up. He made a, he made like a like a seatbelt buckle commercial thing from the State Farm commercial. So just so you know. Yeah. yeah from the State Farm commercial. I love that. Yeah. That's how you know that. That's where it's from. Yeah. It's from the State Farm commercial. Can we drink good beer again? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. So so let's move on to how we how we almost end every episode of Drinking with Friends. Drinking we, more beer? Where we drink one good beer and pass it all around and <laughs> uh, see what we each think of it. Because we can't do that when we're drinking alone with friends. That is true. Yeah, like so this. yeah, so this is a fun, happy beer because a uh, good friend of the podcast. Oh, is that what we're calling the segment? Happy beer? Happy beer. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Okay, it's ha- welcome to Happy Beer. Happy with, Beer. Happy Beer. Uh, the feature segment on drinking with friends. <laughs> yeah, so today's happy beer actually comes to us from uh, the great state of Georgia. Uh, we have. I feel like we should drink two happy beers. Two happy? Is it because I put two beers on the on the table? Yes. <laughs> you know what? I think that's a great idea. Listen, oh my I, god! Listen, I've drank a lot of these like these like light beers right now, so like. So you're ready for two happy beers? I'm really ready for All two happy beers. Unhappy. All these unhappy beers. <laughs> well, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna finish recording, and we're gonna have we're gonna have some beer to drink. We're gonna have some happy beers. Uh, so not happy, there's a whole uh, half a bush forty. You can oh, dump, this, dump this that. is Obert's favorite beer. Here you go, Obert. That's, thank you. You can thank dump you. that down the garbage. No. Um, so one of our listeners was nice enough to send us a mix seven pack. Thank you, Brandon, uh, from his great state of Georgia, because we were talking. We talked on the pod, and we haven't had a lot of Georgia beers, and also he just loves the podcast and wanted to congratulate Tud on his wedding, so a lot of stuff going on in this mixed care package, so. Wow, that's nice of Brandon. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. Uh, follow him on uh, Instagram, at Craft Handler. He's written into the show a couple times, but good friend of the pod. He sent us in a couple beers that we'll be drinking the rest of the night, but we wanted to highlight a couple of them. Uh, the first one is from Creature Comforts Brewing. Uh, and it's called their Creature Stout, which is Roasty Complex Darkness, according to the uh, the label. Ooh. Hey, y'all, watch this. This is from Athens, Georgia. Yes. Pour a little bit more. Wow, that is dark as night. Wow. It yeah. is dark. It is it's dark. Not, it's not a billion SRM, but no. it's, it's probably about a million. Dark, nice, nice frothy head on that. 
Looks like a... Head comes out nice. I know. That's what she said. Got a nice smell to it. Ooh, that's a good beer. Okay, so as we always do in happy beers, happy beers, in, in happy, happy beers, we keep we we'll keep our ratings to ourselves, and we all reveal simultaneously. <laughs> we'll yell them all into the microphone. Yeah. I feel like my entire palate is shot, so it should be like completely bland. Like, yeah, yeah. but I'm I'm starting to get a little buzzed at that moment. Uh, like, I, get, okay. I get like a nutty brown almost. Which, I know it's yeah, it's like from, not what I was expecting from this. Like, if we yeah. played this game now, I don't know if I'd be able to play. <laughs> Subtract like 0.25 for your buzzness. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of roasted toasted banana. Yeah, I get, I get some, some roastiness. Def, definitely some roasty toastiness. Yeah, not a lot. Of, yeah, we have to keep the inside jokes out. Which episode was that? Uh, when he did the, early. when he did the, um, one of the Flaviar tasters. Yeah, those flavors of, of roasted and toasted. So I do get a lot of, I get a lot of like, is it's, it's, it's not an oatmeal stout. That's for sure. It's definitely just more of just roasted yeah. dark malt. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not a flavored stout per se. It's just like you were saying. It's a it's just it's a stout. Yeah. Which is sometimes it's good it to tastes, get that strip it down to that pure essence of the style. I like it a lot, but this is a weird way to describe it. It tastes like the beginning of like burnt toast. Like it's got like that to- can, like yeah, that just burnt, burnt toast. Yeah, yeah that burnt not. toast. But like it's not like the full flight. Like it's not a toasty. Fl- it's not a toast flavor. It's just like that. Like if you licked a piece of burnt toast, that's what I would imagine. I mean, I like it, but it's like when you ruin bread. <laughs> you know how good it is when you ruin a good piece of bread. I need to learn more dark flavors, and I don't know enough of them. I know chocolate. Well, we know you know your fruits. Yes, right. I'm, I'm very. I'm, I, I got the fruits down. Help me out, guys. So well, let's see what Dan thinks. Yeah. So definitely on the nose, you get the roasted kind of right away. Mm-hmm. Like, and you almost expect this to be. You expect this beer to hit you. Drink it, but. It's actually super smooth. Um, I feel like there's just a really good balanced flavor. You're going to be surprised when you see the ABV on it. And I am, I'm honestly not a huge stout person, but I would buy this and I would drink this. Um, okay. This is really, really well balanced. Doesn't leave any, I, I can't really, can't really smell or taste any negative aftertaste or anything like that. It's got a nice strong flavor and then it kind of just. What did you say you got on the nose? Out. What did you say it smelled like? Like a roasted toasted banana. No, no, no. You said, <laughs> to me, I got. Um, roasted peanut, peanut, roasted peanut, like ballpark roasted peanut. I just feel like it's not that. It's not. I, I get a little bit of like a boozy. It's not boozy nutty scent. enough. To be I, a so the thing is, I didn't get any peanut flavor, but I did get it down the nose. I mean, I definitely got. I feel like I got some like toasted nut of some sort, but that that might be the ABV talking. I, I don't know what it is yet, but I Maybe. do get a slight boozy scent. If I try real hard to smell it, I can get. Yeah, I picked. I, I mean, it's it's smooth, but I definitely pick up on the the alcohol a little, probably a little heavier than you do. And and maybe for me, peanut just it translates to earthy. You get that ground, that dirty, earthy uh, flavor. So, what do you guys think of it? There's a little bit of sweetness on the back end. That's that wasn't. I don't think you guys have highlighted it enough. So, as as a as a noob to the pod, mm-hmm. and as a noob to rating beers. I have a hard time rating beers that I haven't had much experience tasting. I yeah. don't I haven't had many like dark styles like this, but this actually surprised me. I would probably give this a four. Okay. Yeah, that's that's solid rating. It, yeah, it's it's approaching the four for me. Uh, it's you know what? I'm feeling generous today. Todd's getting married in two days. I'm in a great mood. I'm gonna give it a four. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I'm a three seven five. I'm I'm gonna go with the three seven five as well. Yeah, I think the more I, the more I get it, and it, 
it's a weird it's a weird flavor to say. Is it like poopy? Like like <laughs> baker, baker's chocolate? Okay. I don't well, know how much I don't know how many people have eaten baker's chocolate, but like Well no, I mean what, what is it? So for maybe so I'm not familiar with baker's chocolate. For our, our audience who might not know what baker's chocolate is, is it like really dark cocoa? Like basically like hundred percent cacao. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you get a lot more bitterness out of it. It's a lot of bitter. I don't, I don't yeah. get it. super bitter flavors out of it. Maybe a, uh, I don't I don't really know. I mean, I am struggling. I don't know if I don't I don't know enough dark malt flavors. It's almost oh. like I need my friend. Ooh, yeah, we got dark get... malt here to help me out. <laughs> I just I, I... Did you invite him to the wedding? You know, he I I he sent him a message. Too busy. He said, "I'm just. He's just too busy." Yeah, that makes sense. Dude's the dude's just. He's in every. He's he's involved in all the beers. Yeah, yeah I was really curious though. If Crystal was showing up. <laughs> Crystal was 100 percent invited. Yeah. <laughs> she was invited to be in the wedding. If you know what I mean. Um, is uh is she at my table? <laughs> just 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 out of curiosity, no, no particular reason. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we have to keep you guys separated. <laughs> oh, after the history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a good beer. It's a it's a good beer. I I like kind of like what Obert was saying. Like when you take a stout and you just kind of like just you're not throwing milk and chocolate and blah and this and vanilla and coffee. It's just nice to have like just a, just a stout every it, once in a while. It is the definition of just a stout, right? But just a stout isn't bad. I will take s- that, listeners. I will say like like I liked it, but we're popping the next beer there, folks. I would. Say- oh, I don't know if they got that. <laughs> I will say I liked it. I don't know. Like I think I'm more of a like a like a flavored stout type of guy. Yep. So mm-hmm. I probably would just go with the flavored stout next time. But this one, I mean, if you're looking for just a stout and Ooh. you guys are somewhere near Athens, Georgia, check this out. So I don't mean to cut you off here, but just coming in with with this bourbon barrel aged sticky stout immediately on the pour. Now this is more very speed. quick dissipating head. Right. Uh, is yeah. it sticky? I I don't know. I mean, does know, it taste like I sticks? I would my finger in it, but. Yeah, does it taste like sticks or is it more like yeah. like molasses? So the creature like, stout had a really nice head on it, and ooh, this one. I'll let you guys away. decide, but um, the first word of this beer should definitely be bourbon for bourbon barrel aged. I get that <laughs> for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, he's palate cleanser. Like palate cleanser, but like maybe this should be part of a, a recurring segment. Ted, beers? Ted, Ted, oh. Ted always has a Bud Light on hand <laughs> to cleanse the palate. What do you think, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a lot of bourbon there. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is an oatmeal stout. It is an oatmeal stout. This yes. is 100% oatmeal stout. Sorry, Dan. Didn't mean to ruin it for you. <laughs> I know it was supposed to be a secret. Yeah. Um, <laughs> definitely a lot of hints of... There's, there's a lot of vanilla. I mean, that's probably from the bourbon. There's a lot of vanilla in there. And that is... I mean, that's a, a bourbon you know, flavor. That you from the, you, yeah, you think you get the vanilla flavor you're saying from the bourbon barrel more than the, the actual ingredients of the beer. Yeah, yeah. Bourbon... I mean, bourbon as a flavor profile, quote-unquote, usually has vanilla in there as a flavor. Sure, sure. It's one of those flavors that the, that the bourbon gives off. But, but you know what? I, if I was going to brew a beer and put it in a bourbon barrel, I would. it would be one that I would want to put vanilla in to complement that flavor. Yeah. So it might, yeah. might be tough to tell if it's from, from an added extract or if it's um, I like from, that the, beer. from the barrel. See, this is interesting. I get... I for sure get the vanilla on the nose. It's um, it's almost got that like vanilla booziness. Yeah, I definitely get the vanilla on the nose. Um, and if you've ever cooked with vanilla, and vanilla is extremely boozy smelling, right? Yeah, um, I, I get, get that, that also. Um, I don't get as much of the the bourbon barrel. I, I, 
I might a little bit, but I'm not a bourbon drinker, so that mm-hmm. might not just be something I'm used to, to tasting, but um, it's not off-putting anyway. Yeah, I think I, sp- I speak for the three coasts when I say we've all had a fair amount of bourbon barrel um, beers, and I, I definitely get strong. I definitely get that, for mm-hmm. sure. The one thing that really thrown me for a loop for this one is it's a, it's a bourbon barrel stout, but it's very carbonated. Right, like I, I couldn't <laughs> believe how bubbly... The, uh, the beer was when, like, I almost had dropped you when you were finishing with your last beer review. And it's just like, wow, this head is something you don't see on a lot of bourbon barrel beers. Yeah, it's, it's very carbonated. It's like, like, almost like seltzery in its, like, carbonation. Like, it's it's up there. It's it's like it could have been next to the Bud Lights. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is it is that Bud Light level of, of bubbles. It's, it's what, do you, what do you think, Chris? It's good. Um... It's good. <laughs> end of end of end of synopsis. Thanks. No. I definitely get the and I, I read the flavor profile on the can and I'm not gonna lie, I don't really I don't get a ton of chocolate, which is what it says on the can. I do get vanilla, like it had been said. Yeah, I definitely get a lot of the vanilla that you guys were talking about. There is a sweetness to it, so maybe that's some of the chocolate coming through, but I, I don't really get straight up chocolate. Now, it should be said that this beer's Kind of cold, so it yeah. Might... This is another one that would would be better, better warmer, right? And that would di- that would dissipate some of the the uh, carbonation as well. See, I don't know. I think it's so bubbly. It's 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 unusual. It, sure. it is. It's, it is. It's highly unusual with how bubbly it is. Right. Like the last one we did had that nice frothy head that stayed for a while. It was real nice. Mm. This one, I mean, it's like it's like drinking a like you were saying like a Bud Light or something. Like that. <laughs> I yeah. mean, at least when it with the bubbles, I can get a little bit of the bitterness from the chocolate on the back end, but it's not like it's not something I would it's not something I would normally have picked up if I didn't read the can and I was actively like searching for it. As right, a flavor. It's a good. It, it's a really good beer. It's really the the carbonation really is funky though. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in here before, while everybody comes up with their point two five to five ratings and uh, just let the listeners know that this is from Red Hair Brewing Company. Mm. Which is out of um, Marietta, Georgia, and Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, oh, so it's a so it's a collab. No, I think this brewing brewery is located in has locations in both of those cities. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so if you get a chance, Chris, you know, Red Hair, check it out. I think that um, I'll definitely have this to. is this is a beer that's worthy of. Exploring the rest of their land, for I, sure. I would be curious to know what this tastes like on, like, Nitro. Right. Without the, nitro, the bubbles. Yeah. That would be yeah. interesting, yeah. Okay, so does everybody have a rating? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I got one, too. Go first. Okay. Three and a half. I'm going to give it a four. Three, two, five. Three and a half. Okay. I liked it. I mean, I thought it had a... I, I think the, the, the bubbliness is off-putting, but at the same time, the rest of it, and, and you know, keep in mind, I'm also... Many, 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 many beers deep at this point. <laughs> so, so Ted, can you tell me about the bubbliness? Yeah, how many bubbles per square liter? So, from zero <laughs> to ten, with zero being water, I put this at probably a nine point six two. You should go with eight because there's more bubbles than an eight. Oh, it's creative! It's creative comeback. Okay, let's move on here to everybody's favorite segment: our 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 sign off, our our advice, our wisdom we impart on you. Our frosty handle. It's got. Our frosty handle. Our frosty handle. Our frosty handle with three bugs attached. The 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 wisdomy wisdom wisdom of wisdomy wisdom wisdom. wisdom. We're, we're pulling we're pulling the four handled mug off the top shelf this week, folks. Yep. It's time to end our show like we always do. So, in commemoration for all the time that we have spent growing up together, 
from kindergarten for some of you guys, first grade to myself, all the way to graduating from high school. I'm going to propose a theme to today's Frosty Mug of Wisdom handle. A theme? I wasn't like, ready for like, it. Like, wait, an elementary school themed <laughs> uh, handle thing? Correct. Okay, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad that you're, that you're on, on board with this. Yeah, well, tell me more. So, one thing that I think we can say about each other is that we're all fans of video games. And I think that that fan, um, fandom was installed, instilled in us as children. Correct. And I know Dan Dan is a fan of video games as well, although he may not play as many as he used to. Oh, but, but as kids, we all as, played a lot of games. Most of my childhood <laughs> spent with Dan, we played a lot of video games. Yeah, so, absolutely. in honor of that, I am going to say, so in honor of that, today's handle theme is going to be games that we used to play on elementary school computers. Okay. Mr. Davidson's class. Okay. So so this is going to be a, a narrow a narrow subset, but I do think that there's enough hidden gems out there that hopefully we connect with our audience on stuff that stuff that'll harken back to those old those old floppy disk days. Correct. Playing games on those those computer lab computers. I mean, I mean, a we're not that old, and b I think a lot of our listeners. I think we appeal to the the demographic who also is more of our age anyways. So I feel like we've I feel like us and our listeners have all played these games in some, in some way shape or form throughout our developmental time in our childhood. So, sure. So okay, so with that, I'm going to have Dan lead off. Oh, Ooh, our okay. guest. as our special I think, guest. I think I think we should I like that. Let's see. So so Dan, we were all there in those those days where we named our Oregon Trail character Spart. <laughs> dysentery. Yeah, so just to clarify, we're talking about games that we played in school. Primarily in school, not games We're not that talking we about Super Mario Brothers. Super Nintendo. Yeah, we're not going to pull out the Nintendo 64. We're not going to pull out Tony Hawk Pro Skater where you used to enter the cheat code and, and, and electrical tape the N64 controller to the left so he'd keep, keep on grinding for hours. Not Just that, because not I that, was better than you not that doesn't mean... Todd's bitter about it at all. He's clearly gotten over this, by the way. Or Dan did the cheat code to make Ken Griffey Jr. hit a home run every time he got up to the plate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. He so, only comes up once every nine years. So, so we're talking edutainment here from back in the day. What do you got for us? Okay, so as a young child... Going to computer class, I always look forward to being able to play this game called Gizmos and Gadgets. Oh, nice. Ooh. Now, Gizmos and Gadgets was uh, <laughs> released first on DOS 3.3 and later released on Windows 95. If all of you remember that high-quality operating system. Oh, yeah. I think we had Apple. Windows 95. <laughs> we did. We had... Oh, and Macintosh. Okay. I'm, I'm on Wikipedia right now. But Gizmos and Gadgets was an awesome game because it taught you as a kid... Uh, simple machines like levers and pulleys and stuff like that, um, magnets, basic electronics and different forms of energy. You would basically collect parts to a little car and um, of, of different uh, quality and different style and whatnot. And then once you got all the parts together to, to race this mad scientist guy, you put your car together. And would you call like a gizmo or like maybe like a gadget? <laughs> Along those lines. Okay. You know, plus or minus. <laughs> um, and yeah, so if, if, if your car won, you beat the mad scientist guy, you move on to the next level and it gets progressively harder. Um, there were monkeys involved and bananas. <laughs> and the bananas put the monkey to sleep. So there was just some like playfulness involved in this game. But overall, that was probably my favorite game to play in computer class. Nice. Gizmos and gadgets. That's a good one. 
Part of me wonders if this is what started Obert's love with engineering way back in the day. It could be, you know. <laughs> you know, one. there's you, you never know what, what was the spark, but uh, for, for all I know, it could have been Gizmos and Gadgets. <laughs> Released in 1993. Nice. Right. They were fine. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to take this awesome four-handed mug, and I'm going to pass it over to Mr. Tuck. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was hoping to pass it to Chris. The Bachelor. Got, got drink, drink plenty from this, this frosty mug here. My handle is going to be uh, Math Blaster Episode 1, In Search of Spot. So, it was a game that came out in 1994, and it was released on DOS, Windows, Macintosh, SNES, and Sega Genesis. I did not know about SNES and Sega Genesis. <laughs> It was rated age of 6 to 9, so uh, we were right in the age group, nice. considering it came out in 1994, and as we just learned in 1995, we were 5. So, hmm. perfect for 6. So, uh, the plot was uh, Spot and Blasternaut are preparing for a journey aboard their spaceship, only to find that the ship is not functional. So, basically, you went through a whole bunch of different math problems and tried to build the ship up to operational standards so it could operate. <laughs> You're just painting such a beautiful picture in your words. Yo. It was it's, so AKA it's basically like a math a math simulator to help you learn how to do math and uh, while keeping the game fun it was a lot more fun than say like Turbo Supercharged Racer where there was no end of the game <laughs> Turbo MathX yeah Turbo <laughs> MathX there we go Math Blaster had an end there was an ending to the game I think that was the only game in school I ever finished to completion so that's my favorite game so with that I'm going to hand the mug over to Ober all right thank you I spent a lot of Mornings, cold New England mornings, <laughs> avoiding outdoor morning recess uh, in in the cold months of January and December, um, in the computer lab playing Amazon Trail. Nice, which That's is a uh, yeah, it's it's a knockoff of Oregon Trail. <laughs> um, the whole premise is you're you're in the rainforest and you have to like photograph rare species, and as opposed to in Oregon Trail, you would go hunting and shoot all the buffalo. In the Amazon Trail, you would go spearfishing, and you have to click out all the fish. Yep. And there was always the, like the one that looked huge and moved slow. That was the lock, and it would break your spear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but um, that was another game. You know, I don't know if I ever got all the way to the very end because it was a long game, and um, you know, I was listening back to last week's episode, which I wasn't a part of. But we talked about having not being able to save video games, and a lot of a lot of computer classes. Was playing games from the very beginning, but um, Amazon Trail was a great one. It's that's a certain hell that I don't want to go back to. Not being able to save games or yeah. computer cl- or morning cold morning recess outside. Um, I still have to deal with those cold morning yeah. recesses, but it's now walking to work. But no, not being able to save a game. Yeah, yeah. No, um, thank goodness saving is a thing. <laughs> but yeah, I loved I love me a good Amazon Trail, and um, I hope that I hope that our listeners out there, a few of them at least. Can can recognize Amazon Trail and uh, enjoyed it as well. Yeah, that's a good one. I enjoyed that one quite yeah. a bit. I always enjoyed that game, but it was always frustrating. You can only get so far in one forty minute. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think that's why it's my handle today because I never, I never, I was like Sisyphus pushing that boulder up a hill. I would get so far, and then I would be restart next time, <laughs> and uh, it just stuck, it stayed in my buried in my brain. But okay, there's only one person who needs to add beer to this frosty handle of mug, and that's Chris. <laughs> all right so i feel bad because i feel like one of the most like don't overrated games oh okay. is going to is going to go unset but uh this was a game i was about to yell at you and say do not just take the easy way out and go with the one that everybody's thinking 
oh no 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 I'm I like that one's gonna be missing and I'm just like well we're gonna I yeah I know I can I can wrap this up don't oh I'm worried uh, no mine is uh often forgotten by most including myself at sometimes but it's the secret island of Doctor Quandry I was oh. I love that game yeah okay I was hoping that somebody <laughs> was gonna bring that one up. I love this game, and I, I didn't... Stupid triangle I, building with the tires. Oh, I can tell you I've never beaten it. I know. Oh, me I, neither. I know I've never beaten like, it. Like, that game to 10-year-old Brennan's brain was, like, trying to <laughs> solve complex algebra. Like, there was no way I was going to get anywhere near the end of that game. How long do you think it would take us now to beat this game? I don't know if I could. I think 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I think, um. we would, I think we would crush this game. <laughs> take that. No, this game was... It was a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, Amazon Trail is a, a pretty close second for me. I'm not going to lie. But it was a lot of fun. You pick like this weird, you're on this weird island. You pick a weird ass doll that you are. Yeah, that was the difficulty. Yeah. yeah. And and you just play through the game. It's a bunch of like logical math math problems. And it's matching and, you know, moving things. It was, it's, it was edutainment mixed with RPG of inventory, collecting stuff. Yeah. And trying to solve these puzzles yeah it was it was a lot and i i know i've never beaten it i probably i probably never gotten past like the first like i don't know a few puzzles because we only had so many so many hours to play but i remember every time i had free time or whatever i would always try and play that game and got nowhere but actually i'm gonna see if i can download it (laughs) of all the games to talk about today that's the one that i most want to find an emulator for (laughs) so so what was the name of this game Dr. Quandry's. Yeah, it's the secret island of Dr. Doctor Con- Quandry. But. So, Chris, when you said that, I thought to myself, I have no idea what he's talking about. And now I'm looking at screenshots of this game. I distinctly remember this game. <laughs> and looking at these screenshots again, like, this is a very trippy game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, this is a weird, weird game. Stuff. Yeah. So, so, Chris, do you want some good news? <laughs> sure. Or some bad news? Uh... I guess I'm going to get both. So, yeah. so it is the same news for both of them. There is a website. This is the ultimate handle of the day. Called ClassicReload.com. Okay. We'll put a link in it in the show description. Where you can download over 6,000 DOS and or Windows and console games preserved for future generations. Dr. Quandries is on there. Okay. As is the the one that we said that we, would, that we weren't going to end up mentioning on the pod. The Oregon Trail. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about Turbo Math Blast. <laughs> so, so Turbo is, Math Facts. So is, uh, so is Civilization One, Prince of Persia. Okay, okay, uh, Todd, but you promised right. me good news and bad news, and so far it's been good news, good news, and good well, news. Well, I feel bad because I, I feel bad for CJ. Why is that? Because his dad's going to be spending like, the next like, year <laughs> and a half trying to be, you know, Dr. Quandry, that he's not going to have time to spend with CJ. What's, what's the name of that site? ClassicReload.com. So ultimately, this is the ultimate handle. Oh my okay. god, it has number numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you guys Bye, might put your sign-offs now, because we're about to lose Chris. <laughs> and so with that, there, there are way too many beers on today's podcast to mention, so we're just going to hop back to the original four beers that we drank. So I'm going to go first in thanking Trillium for the Melker Street India Pale Ale. Nepco Baby Bot. Thank you to Mumford Brewing for the Pineberry Milkshake Style Double IPA. And thank you to Primal Brewing for the Lemon Haze Pale Ale. We'd like to ask you guys all to go on to our social media and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and on Tap. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. This has been a long episode. Social media, email, 
Listen, General thoughts. Give me, give me, give me two, give me ten seconds. Please follow us on all social media at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Untapped at DAWF Podcast. Please send us emails at DAWF Podcast at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes and rate us five stars, obviously, because this is an awesome episode. And please click on our Amazon affiliate link for anything that we ever post. Also, please go on Patreon and subscribe right away. Chris really does want to drink the Chilada uh, beer from Bud Light. Obviously, after I've hit two for two today, he's even more inspired to drink more Bud Light product. No. And with that, email in and let me know which outro you preferred, mine or Ted's. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to Brandon. Thank you for the beers. Of course. Thank you, we cannot of course, forget yeah, that. We cannot forget Brandon. And anybody else who's ever sent this beer, obviously, and thank you. Special shout out to Jordan last week. Thanks for coming in for over... I feel like you should have given that. Thank you, over. But you know, I at the same to. time, don't worry. I'm I'm gonna give it to him for anyways. So with that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris. I'm Obert. And I'm Dan. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Guys, we got a lot of bush in Bud Light to drink. Chris, scoot you up. How's the download coming? I haven't found it yet. <laughs> We're about to be oh, no. oh no! 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 Oh